Beach. My name is Jay Daye. Hi, I'm Leslie. And we're homeowner training. We're a variety show. We are. That changes topics every week, except for Fridays where we talk about who? Avatar, the last airbender. And this is not going to be like normal episodes. We're just going to ask a quick get to know you question and then start the episode. We'll jump right into it. Do you want to ask this? I think you asked it. You want to yeah, ask Yeah, I, uh, everything's coming back to me now. Yeah. So, Listen up, bitch. Jay. Yeah. If it ever came to this, uh-huh. if you were in a coma, whatever, the doctors told your parents, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we're afraid he's not going to make it. If it. And so, like, we need to attach all these tubes to him, and then he needs, like, aggressive treatment or whatever. Do you want to live? I think if I was a coma and there was a possibility I'd wake up and things would just be, like, semi-like hard, but not, like, half of my brain would be dead, you know? Like... Have you ever seen, you haven't seen Kill Bill, mm-hmm. um, but like where I would have to like learn how to like use stuff again. I don't mind that, but like okay. if I were to come back and my quality of life would be like cut m- in half or more. Like what if you were a twenty four hour care? No, <laughs> no, because who would? Yeah, your mom. She's like a hundred. <laughs> what? What is she gonna do? You would be a burden. No, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't want to live. And okay. I want to have, like, something written. But, like, yeah, if there's no way to revive me, girl, just... Cut, just, the, just, cut the cord. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. What about you? If it was the machine that was the only thing keeping me alive, no. Mm-hmm. No. Like, yeah. set me free. Yeah. So, no, I wouldn't want that. I would I would want to just... Let yeah. it be painless. <laughs> well, I bet it is painless because I'm not... Yeah, I mean, unless it makes you, like, stark death and stuff, you know? That's true. I probably would have a feeding tube and stuff, but, like, as long as it's not, like, I'm, like, suffocating, because I feel like that's a really scary way to die. Mm -hmm. If it would be that they would disconnect the tube and I would just, like, my heart would start beating less and less, then yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I wonder if I would suffer like that. Who knows, girl? Okay, as long as I don't suffer. I just want to suffer. me up, bitch. (laughs) Shoot what, me up. What do you feel about assisted suicide? I support it. A hundred percent. There's this very sad documentary called I mean, I Assisted Suicide in Oregon. And by golly, there's a case study in there of a mom. And boy, oh boy, have I ever cried in my life. I have always supported it. I've always supported euthanasia. I've always supported um, <laughs> euthanasia. Yeah. And I've always supported... Um, Dying with dignity, because mm-hmm. assisted suicide is a little, <clears throat> I don't really like that term, but dying with dignity yeah. at the respect and, and, and the voice of that patient. Yeah. yeah. And I really encourage anyone that's so anti, 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 like, um, as, like, yeah, like dying with dignity or uh, assisting and crossing over to really look up that documentary documentary because Oregon was one of the only states, I actually don't know my laws and policies, but I think this is still actual that Oregon's the only state that does that. Oh, wow. That does that. Yeah, yeah. That's why it was called um, How, How, to Di- How to Die in Oregon. Where can you watch it? I know this isn't a double feature, bitch, but I saw it and um, oh. <gasps> that's the mom. Oh, no. I'm emotional. Oh, <laughs> well, it is. Okay. You can rent it. You can rent it. Yeah, on Amazon. I encourage you to pass, pass the wealth of knowledge because it is actually all case studies and it actually it features actual people and they give you different perspectives on this and does she die 
Oh my god! Uh, wait, no, I don't think I've seen this one. That's so sad. I've, I've, I've like feel like I've heard about just the controversy of assisted suicide, yeah. right? Because then it kind of does give the okay for people just like, oh, they're suffering. Let me kill them. But like, yeah. I don't think that's what they're saying. I think Mm-mm. it has to be with the person being like, this is mm-hmm. what I need, not a nurse deciding whenever she wants to kill whoever. Yeah, people think. I think people think that that's what it is is that anyone can give up but like this added more perspective into just my reasoning behind it because when I was little I've always been different and I've just always supported like people wanting what they want this Mm. is why I'm such a big supporter of reproductive rights as I'm at a very little age like I I knew like a woman can just decide you know and so uh, this brought more insight because it it shows you that it's like a process and they explain to you very very well like what happens and it gives you an idea of like some folks who why why their reasoning was that even though that they're like faith-based and some of them you just go in into detail about just losing your dignity as a human being in in, in human form of just not being able to do simple things. Like I remember one patient or was clean like, yourself. Yeah. Like that's, that, that's, that's one thing she would say. She was like, I just never thought that I wouldn't be able to just like bathe, you know, something so simple as, as getting in the bathroom by myself. And she's like, and the pain is excruciating. And she's like, it was losing your dignity really is what it was. She wasn't, she said it wasn't even the pain. It was just like, not even being able to like get up because your body's so weak and also the uncertainty that with certain diagnoses it's just like you could live three months you could live a year and then you live a year so then it's like so what now and then you live three and it's like okay they told me i could only so just like being on the precipice of just like so am i dying am i not dying it's just and it and it's said she said it just caused so much worry within my family. Mm. And so a lot of them like talked about how their family took it and how some relatives like didn't take it well. Oh yeah. Or just like, no, like you can't. Like we'll take care of you. It's like logistically though, will you? So this isn't a yeah. double feature, but but <laughs> but let, let me tell you, because we do tangent, but I, I I cried in that mm. so much, dude. And I tried getting my very, very pro uh Ooh. She tried to get a uh, Bible thumper <laughs> to get to get on board, and I know. I yeah. tried getting my uh, my very cool best friend sister Liza into yeah. watching it, and she didn't receive it how I wanted her to. Obviously, I was trying to push something down her throat, and she did. She did like accept and acknowledge like the reasoning behind it, but she was still like, "I just don't think." Well, yeah, girl, you're combining suicide and murder. <laughs> the two things the Catholics don't like, girl. But um, anyways, if okay. anyone's into it, you should. You should. It's so good. All right, let's talk about this bubble. Let's go. Can you recap the last episode for us, please? So the last episode, the gang goes to a sketchy little bar. Get some nice fruit ice. Yeah. And they meet a nice teacher. Anthropology professor. And he's talking about some library and the kids want to go read. And they go to this buried library where they meet a spirit named Wan Chi Tong, who actually, I didn't say it last episode, but the voice actor of the spirit owl is an actor called Hector Elizondo, who is the guy from the Princess Diaries. Uh huh. He's the limo driver of the Princess Diaries. Have you ever seen the Princess Diaries? I, oh my. No, listen, I feel like I have. I have. Mm-hmm. 
but not like to the point that I could recall the characters. Yeah, he's like if you guys watch Prison's Diaries, he's the one that at the end marries the oh, what's the son of musically? What is her name? Oh, El- Elizabeth. No, um, Jane Fonda. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like Jane. Jane Fonda, huh? Fonda. Yeah, it does, but it's not her name. Is fucking Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. You know she can't sing anymore because she was in the Sound of Music. You know, like oh yeah, she was in the Sound of Music. She can't sing anymore. Why? Something about her voice surgery, or she had something where she cannot sing anymore. Damn. Isn't that crazy? But yeah, so she uh, she's in the Princess Diaries, and she ends up marrying like their limo driver. And the limo driver is um, Hector, Hector, who is the uh, voice actor of Wan Chi. But anyway, wow. So they meet this bird, and then the bird pretty much thre- threatens them, and they go to the library to learn some Fire Nation tea. Mm-hmm. What they learn is that the Fire Nation is pretty much powerless on the day of the solar eclipse. They find out when the solar eclipse is, and then from there they find out, all right, we need to attack in a few weeks because that's when they're defenseless. Meanwhile, while all this is happening, Wan Chi is trying to bury the fucking library, and Toph is doing her best to Her hold. mighty, mighty, tiny best. And she is holding this tower from falling deep into the sand. And just so everybody knows, she's holding this on while Sokka and Aang are going through four months of dates to find the, when the next eclipse is. Boys will really fuck shit up. They really, and then add the nerve to blame her. <laughs> sounds like sounds, sounds like, like a man. Sounds like a man. And uh, while Toph is holding up this um, tower, Appa gets kidnapped. The gang gets out. They're angry. Appa is gone. And now they have to find Appa, but also they have to get this important news to the king of Bonsing Say because if more people knew this, then they'd be able to attack the Fire Nation together mm-hmm. and it wouldn't be just Aang. Mm-hmm. Appa is a <sighs> Let's Let's see. So the episode starts off with Aang being pissed. And mean. What does he tell the Toph? He's telling Toph, why didn't you fucking save Appa? And she's like, I was trying to save you guys. Yeah. And she's like, well, why didn't you go in there and save us? And then I could save Appa. And she's like, I literally can't feel anything. This is literally sand pudding. Mm. And then he obviously doesn't hear it, doesn't want to hear it, and says, you never fucking liked Appa. Yeah. All he fucking ever did for us. He's mad. He's yeah. mad at every everyone. And you know what people do who are mad Hurt people, hurt people. Yep. So, so he's like, I'm going to go find Appa. And he takes his little um, staff and he flies off into the nothingness because that desert is huge. Yeah. And Katara's like, so fuck us. See, she's like, <laughs> okay, we'll see you at the end of the race. Like, we'll see you at the finish uh, finish line. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So then uh, Katara's like, we should start walking because we need to get this information to Ba Sing Se. Yeah. 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 And um, as they're walking, they're clearly getting dehydrated. It's hot, sweating, whatever. They don't have anything to drink. All they have is Katara's old swampy bending water. Yeah. And it's not enough. No. Sokka sees an appetizing cactus and decides to partake. Now, I blame cartoons Mm -hmm. for uh, saying that we can drink from cactuses and from... What's that brand? There's some brand that sells cactus water. Let me just say that's not real cactus water. Mm -hmm. I actually looked it up and is cactus water safe to drink? Apparently, it's not a safe substitute for water. Mm -hmm. Drinking cactus water on an empty stomach will give you diarrhea (gasps) or make you vomit. Therefore, dehydrating you even more. Um, so Sokka fucked up is what I'm hearing. And he's like, this is because the the water inside of the cactus is highly acidic. 
and he apparently gets a fucking uh, a, a molly cactus or something <laughs> or a shroom cactus yeah. and starts hallucinating Bad. a lot. Bad. And it's like, Sokka, this is like the last thing that we need is like, first of all, you're already jumbling and stumbling when you're sober. Now you're going to take this fucking cactus molly and like, bitch. Cacta, cacta. Uh, Sokka's that friend that you go to a festival with him and he hippie flips and he's drunk. Yeah, so you. <laughs> me? <laughs> me? Me? Yeah. You no. talk to your friend Carly, actually. Oh. You, need, you need to talk to her. But uh, he's a mess. Yeah, he's a mess. And Katari seems to be the only one that is um, doing anything. She seems to be the only one that has her head on her shoulders. Like, she seems to be the only one that, like, is focused and isn't, like, discouraged about what what's happening. Because mm-hmm. Toph is, like, obviously sad that Aang attacked her, but also, like, she doesn't... She feels probably powerless. She can't see. And she can't see, you know, and she can't feel any vibrations, so she has no idea where she's at. So that, that must feel and seem scary for her because maybe she... Maybe this is the only time she's been in a situation like this because, like, on Earth and, like, solid ground, she feels the vibrations, you know? So she's not having a good time. And, you know, you would have Sokka. And, you know, Momo is, like... <laughs> also tripping. It's, like, missing his bestie. So, like... Oh. <laughs> I know. Wow. Way to fucking bring down the mood. Speaking of bringing down the mood, Aang is out there flying, screaming. And then he shows up after his uh, uh, hours of, of sulking. And he's like, there's no point. Um, I want to die here because Sokka, I mean, Appa's gone. Yeah. Aang wants to die. Sokka's a fucking mess. Uh, also, Toph has given up. Toph has given up. Like, Toph literally like, I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> I, Toph's like, I, I'm blind. I'm literally <laughs> blind. I see nothing. I feel nothing. And so Katara is like, not panicking, which you said you probably would. I would. I would. If my friend was tripping his balls off, mm-hmm. my other friend was like, fuck this, let's die. And then mm-hmm. my other friend is blind. Of course I would. Be like, and you're dehydrated and like haven't eaten. And it's scary. Like it's already nighttime. Yeah, I guess I would be scared. And it gets cold. And it does get cold actually in the desert. Because you have experience from being in the desert. I actually do have experience being in the desert. And it does actually get windy and, 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 and the temperature drops. So it's, it's chilly. Um. So let's cut to Zuko and Uncle Iroh. Uncle so Iroh. they're uh, traveling with their little ostrich horse. And they run into some quote-unquote old friends of Uncle Iroh. They look old. Um, they're a familiar face, the Rough Rhiners. Mm-hmm. Rough Rhinos. Rough Rhinos. <laughs> bitch. Rough them up. <laughs> and they're a singing group. And they're also each specialized using a certain weapon. Yeah, we love to see it. So then uh, they decide to attack Uncle Iroh because uh, Uncle Iroh and Zuko are wanted. They're fugitives. So they notice that, okay, well, we, we can we can get some money off this guy. Uncle Iroh, at the beginning when he was riding with Zuko, he was complaining about being hurt. He wanted to stop. <laughs> he was moaning and groaning and play, playing 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 it up. But then once they start attacking, es como se lo olvidó. Then all of a sudden, he's using full mobility of both arms. So I'm like, where was that energy? So I'm just like, okay, Uncle Iroh, are you... A fake yeah and this man's like at least 100 years old and fat and yes. rolling on the ground <laughs> kicking people like basically takes down these five young ass men with his Barons. preteen <laughs> or his teenage nephew and his old ass yeah yeah actually impressive and then they run off to the sunset well they barely escape <laughs> yeah, barely escape like an explosion um and then uh zuko's like well 
why do, like, all your friends want to attack you? <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? I thought your friends always want to attack you. Yeah, it's like, like he, Iroh... He, like, it's like, uncle, you just <laughs> clearly haven't had your team. And after that whole debacle, they want to go get a beer. Yeah. So they go to that uh, little bar that yes. the Avatar was just recently at. And who meets up with them at that bar place? Bitch, if y'all forgot, Toph is also wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Her dad sent um, her uh, earthbending instructor and also, what the, was that bitch name? He was like the leader of like the WrestleMania. Yeah, the WrestleMania earthbending thing. And they show up and they're like, have you seen this little bitch? And they're like, yeah, they just went to the desert. But, but she did. She did, okay. And then they look over and they see the fugitive posters for um, Zuko and Unk. And then they also see it for Aang. And so basically they're like, ooh. These bitches are fugitives. And so they they kind of seem like they're going to go dive into that. Yeah. They're still looking for Toph, but they're going to take a little detour to get them some Fire Nation money. Zuko and Uncle Iroh are in this sketchy little bar. Yeah, they are. They're just chilling. And I think Uncle Iroh knows that they have to, like, like fill a room. Like, they have to do something. Mm. And Zuko's obviously very impatient. There's anything we know about him. And they're in a very crowded area, though, with a lot of sketchy folk from different walks of life, including those two people, aka the ones that are after Toph, that are just waiting to see what moves they make. Yeah. So they got their eyes on them, which it's like, okay, Uncle Iron has his eye on someone else. And it's his friend. Uh, a friend that doesn't want to attack him. Um, well, okay, I want to call him a friend. I call him a, a club member. I'd call him a friend from the club. He's like, oh, look, a friend. Zuko, let's go play some pie show. Pie Zuko, show ass. of course, is not having any of it. He's like, play a game? We don't have time for games. He's like, I literally am going to fucking play a game on your fucking belly. And <laughs> oh my Uncle God. Uncle like, you need to chill. Like, literally. dude, like, we obviously ain't got nowhere to go. <laughs> And he's like, all right, like, let's play. And pretty much what Zuko is not picking up is that Uncle Iroh's part of a secret club called the White Lotus. Duh. That, like, that, like, not like the Netflix <laughs> series, though. Oh, have you seen it? Haven't. Have you? No. Okay. I think it's about white people. It is. Yeah. I think Jackie said she watched it. I'm not surprised. Don't. Um, and I watched it too. Oh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> uh, but the people who have the bound, who are looking for a Toph are impatient. They're like, let's just go straight and get these fucking people. Mm-hmm. Um, when they do this, they confront them and it says, you're coming with us. Uncle Iroh's friend is like, I knew I knew you guys. You're fucking... Dirty, nasty fugitives. <laughs> and they are seeking gold. And then fucking Zuko, Zuko again will not shut up. Zuko and is like, you said he would help us. And he's like, Dude, Uncle literally, was like, children will not respect authority. Like, respect your elders. And Uncle was like, dude, just wait. Fucking chill, he's going to help us. Of course, he creates a commotion and everybody starts attacking everybody, which gives Uncle Iroh, Zuko, and Uncle Iroh's new friend to escape. Yeah. They escape into this other room, the the, the actual club, <laughs> and they do a little knock-knock, a little secret handshake, mm-hmm. a little wiggle-wiggle, a uh, secret passcode, and they go in and leave uh, Zuko outside because, one, he's impatient and annoying. He's a bitch. And they still have some secrets that we're not going to find out, but will be revealed later and on. And it's members only. So, yeah. obviously, Zuko wouldn't know a thing about being a member of anything. But about being a member of society. <laughs> <laughs> um, and cut to as uh, uh, Katara and and the gang. Things are not looking up. Things um, are looking down. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that is up is some cloud that looks like Appa. Everybody gets excited. 
Um, but it's a cloud. It's mostly Aang that gets really excited, though. Yeah, and it looks like the cloud doesn't have any water, and Aang is... Of course he's 12 years old, but I'm just like, dude, this attitude... It has got to go. Like, you're at a 10 consistently. Like, you need to be at a 4. And it's crazy because we saw Katara being crazy when her and Toph were fighting. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? She mm-hmm. was, like, being crazy. This time, she's not letting any of it really get to her. Yeah, she's being the actual adult in the group, which is, like, I don't know. At that point, I think I would have lost it, too. I'd be like, all right, bitches. Yeah. Then like, we no all one's anything? Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So she's keeping it. She's keeping a tight ship, or she's trying to. And uh, she's... As the the adult in the room, she's trying to figure out how the fuck do we get out of here. She remembers that Sokka stole all these scrolls from the library. Yeah. Um, and in the scrolls, she finds a star map that has all the stars lined up um, to kind of guide them to Bossing Say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as they're doing that, they run into a boat. They run. They they didn't know it was a boat until Toph said that because. Toph literally eats shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stubs your toe. Actually, can we talk about stubbing your toe? Dude. Dude, tell me why last week... I know waterboarding is bad, but stubbing your toe? Dude, dude, tell me why last week I was walking to Target. This was my fault. I was looking at my phone because I needed to look at something. Up. Don't! And I literally almost tripped over, like, the little parking thing. Uh-huh. You know, um, what, do you, what would you call those? Like, the parking little cement things? Like the curb? I guess it could be the curb. <laughs> I literally <laughs> yeah. almost ate shit, and there was definitely, definitely um, a mom and a daughter in the car in front of in front of me. So they saw it, but yeah, That's literally, I like you know, just when you get so caught off guard, like imagine this poor blind child. Yeah, barefoot. <laughs> barefoot, dude, yeah. and she's like, I literally hit this boat so hard, and then they're like, a boat. Yeah, a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Who said that? And then it's like. <laughs> And uncovers this, uh, it's a sand glider? Yeah, like a sand sailor. Uh Yeah, a boat that Mm -hmm. is on sand. Um, And because I was like, perfect, we can get the fuck out of here. Let's go! Um, And they have the little compass that is pointing to north. And they're like, all right, let's go. Mm -hmm. Aang is, I think, only going along with it because he thinks that's going to get him closer to people who stole Appa. I feel like he's so fueled by anger yeah. that at this point, if anything, if anyone says the Sambiters went this way, he's like, "Let's go!" Um, he's like, "You and my army." Yeah, and they show up at um, instead of actually going actual north, they're going towards a rock, yeah. a magnetic rock. I don't know exactly what that rock is based off of, but it's based off of some type of actual like thing in the in 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 nature. I don't oh, okay. really know, but um, so it's not fake. Look it up. Yeah. Okay. What they find there is a honeycomb of no, a, kind of a cave of. It's a things. cave. Yeah, it's so there are these things flying around that were like vulture bees. Yeah, but I think they're more like their mound looks a lot like a termite mound. Have you ever seen a termite mound? Mm-mm. I don't think I'll so. Let me see. Show me. <gasps> yes, I have. Yeah, I have. Ooh, those are scary. Yeah. So uh, there's their little things are really cool because they have air conditioning in the mounds. Okay. The way that they that they build them is to allow cold air to come in and hot air to come out. So it's like a, its own little air conditioning system. Okay, which bitch. Is, they know about global warming. They fucking been knowing. So, oh my god, Sokka. As soon as they get in that fucking mound, Sokka, the first thing he does after he ate a cactus, goes and licks the wall. He's getting, getting off the high of his fucking cactus juice and then just starts getting high. He is an addict. 
He is literally is clinically insane. Like he needs he needs to be medicated. I will say, I too <laughs> put things in my mouth if I don't know what they are. Okay. <laughs> You want to tell the public what that means? <laughs> like, if I find something, I'll usually put it in my mouth to figure out what it is. Before I What do. if it's on the floor? I just, like... This it. is why you get sick. <laughs> literally why you get sick. <laughs> yeah, Katara's not happy. He's like, little bitch, like, stop yeah. licking shit. And so then Toph is like, wait, this feels different. Wait. Like, wait. she's like, this is... Cave is, like, was... Like, I don't know. And she's like, wait. And I feel something's coming towards us, at us. And it's those fucking wasp vultures. Okay, so they're attacked by these fucking bugs. They're having a hard time. They are having a hard time because, once again, Toph cannot see. Can't see. They're flying. Um, The bugs are flying. And Sokka's still, like, fucked up. So and Katara <laughs> and Aang's emotionally charged with whatever energy he has. Uh-huh. Things get crazy once um, Momo is stolen by one of these bugs. Aang's like nah. not on my watch. Runs after him, frees Momo, but is like, "I'm not done." Takes out all of his anger on this poor little bug dude. Like, I mean, uh, I don't know about poor because like, <laughs> they are. They were like patronizing them. Like, yeah, they were like intense. But you think the bug deserved what Aang did to it? No, but like shooting it out of the sky is dead. I mean, it is dead. <laughs> it's yeah, dead. But like they have ordered like tons of more, tons more. So well, he's allegedly a monk. Um, <laughs> so let's actually let's not have that conversation. So as they're attacked, being attacked and stuff, um, they're trying to make it off of the ledge because they're not getting anywhere fighting fighting the bugs in like their home territory. So they're like, I think it'd be better if we just run because we can't fight a billion bugs. All we need to leave. Once. We need to leave immediately. Um, so they get to the bottom. They're about to escape, and it looks like the ground just like starts shifting, shifting, sh- jutting up, and all of the bugs fly away because they're being attacked by something. And everyone's like, "What the fuck was that?" Mm-hmm. Turns out, all the sand sailors, like within the area, I guess, heard the commotion and came over to see what's up. Yeah. They're pissed because they see the gang with a sand glider that is not theirs. Right. It belongs to their people. Mm-hmm. Um, so they assume that it's stolen. Yeah. There's a, a lot of back and forth. And they're like, well, we didn't steal it. Like, we found it. And, like, we're trying to leave the desert. And, like, our we're here with the Avatar. Like, his bison got stolen. And then there's this little bitch that's like, they're accusing us of stealing a bison? Yeah. And then it looks like it's the the father who's the leader in command. Says like, no, it doesn't. No one's accusing anybody. If anything, if it's true, we need to offer them hospitality. And Toph is like, I recognize that voice. I was like, he's the one that stole Appa. The son. So then Appa's like, you stole Appa. Like, give me back my bison. And he's like, and then Toph is like, you said to muzzle him. He's like, you muzzled Appa. That set ang. Off, and he goes straight He's, Avatar mode. He does go Avatar more. He had already crushed two of their like little um, <laughs> sand glider ships, but he, at this point, like he is just seeing red, like Naomi Campbell, and um, <laughs> is not having it. And he is like about to take <laughs> off, and like um, the the leader in command like looks at him and says, like, "What did you do? Like yeah. what?" It's just... Yeah, the dad looks at the son like, "What the fuck did you do, bitch?" He's like, "I didn't know. Like I didn't know." And then he's like. Give me back my bison. So before he goes like full, full, full avatar mode, he's like, I, I traded him to some merchants. Like by 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 this time, like he should be in Ba Sing Se, um, and then we're gonna sell him. 
And that's actually what triggers Avatar mode. Like, that's what oh. triggers him to go out into, like, this floating bubble. He is ca- causing a sandstorm. And not like the song. Get it? Like that song? Yeah. And at this point, Katara has seen Avatar go in Avatar mode more than once. Yeah. And I know that Avatar has been like, don't let me get like this. Because he... It really drains him. But, like, Katara knows that he's in pain and that he's going into Avatar more. And if he doesn't get out of it, like, it could lead to, like, damage. So she, like, grabs him and just hugs him. And, like, hugs him. And, like, Avatar is, like, chilling out and he's, like, crying. And then they're both crying. And then it's just, like... And then we're crying. And and then then it's a mess! Because it's, like, (gasps) Avatar's gonna be traded? Yeah. Not my... Not my boy. Yeah. Not my boy! Say it so... That's the end to the arc of that. And back to the Zuko. Well, I mean, I guess the Zuko and the Uncle Iroh thing, nothing really happens. Nothing I mean, really happens. They are also going to be headed to Ba Sing Se and they get... Because um, they're refugees. Because, yeah. And uh, like in the Hunger Games, I'm just kidding. And, um, so um, they'll be able to sneak in a lot easier they get than sneak, before. They get sneaked out of the club. Yeah. Because those two guys that are looking for Toph are actually still looking for Uncle and Zuko. And it's like, okay, aren't you guys, shouldn't you be looking for Toph when you're actually getting paid to go look for? Like, hello. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, they get sneaked out. And then I assume they're going to be headed to Ba Sing Se. So what do you think? I think this was a good episode. I really liked it. I'm happy to know that we know what's going on with Epic, like where he's at. But also it's just like, I don't really know where he's at. Yeah. I will say that we are a few episodes away until we get to Appa's last lost days where we actually find out what happened to Appa. So. Oh no. Let's, let's just, let's just go to the next episode. Bye. Bye.